0: want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message?
1: It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ.
2: I can tell you I've been thinking a lot about faith and life Mm -hmm. and uh and how those two play together, because I, I think sometimes as a church, this is what I've been, this is what I've been thinking about. So we can just kind of throw this out there. But um, life, you know, I've been thinking about life unexpected. I'm doing a new series at the church, and I'm talking about life unexpected and how the psalmists have written songs that are raw emotionally, but inspired by the Holy Spirit. And how they've gone through, they've written these songs because they've gone through something. It has been tragic events that ended up shaping their faith and their ideas of God. And and I've been thinking about this because I feel like in the American church, we go through a lot of serious problems. But instead of the tragedies and the suffering we go through shaping us it ends up, uh, or shaping our faith, it ends up causing us to want to destroy our faith. Like it, it puts it in jeopardy. And, and I really have been thinking about that a lot. And, uh, and I've just been like, just discussing with the Lord all of this. And I'm, I'm doing a whole series on it, but I've been discussing with the Lord about this and what this looks like and what this should look like. I think God is just showing me that there is a difference. There is a serious difference in knowing what Jesus can do and knowing what Jesus will do. Hmm. And yeah. and the difference is going to be marked on what we you know on faith. If the Lord has told it to us, He will do it. And the problem is, I think, and and this is this is what I've been thinking about, and I'm probably going to bring this out, uh, probably Sunday. I've been really kicking this around, but the Lord brought to me as I was thinking about this, and I'll tell you how this came about. My my son was recognizing the amount of commercials there were for The Exorcist mm-hmm. during a football game, and it, and all of a sudden. He, he didn't say it this way, but I think this is what it was. I think the Holy spirit in him rose up and was upset about it Mm -hmm. because he was like, man, kids are watching this. Like they, they don't even care. Like it's just as way. And he, he said, not in, this is what I love about it. He said, not in my house. Mm -hmm. Now I thought that was great. And I think, I think the situation here is, I think there's some situations as believers where we need to stand up in a better way and we need to say not in my house.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know, the one interesting thing real quick, Robert, I won't, yeah. derail, I won't derail you, but he, he took flack from that on his social media.
2: Yes, he did. Yep. You know, but- that's almost a confirmation that that's from the Lord. So mm-hmm. son took flack from that. Yes. My, my son takes a lot of flack from stuff that he posts on social media mm. that's that's actually faith-based. Yeah. And uh, and it's interesting. This is what the Lord was bringing to me from that. He sh- And I, I didn't understand it at first. I was like, I don't get it, Lord. I thought about the woman with the issue of blood. And so God brings me this thought about the woman with the issue of blood. And I felt like this is what the Lord was saying. Recognition of reality is not faith.
1: Mm. Wow. That's really powerful.
2: And so I I started thinking about that and here's what I realized. I really believe we, we have lots of churches in America that are like all the people standing around Jesus, touching him, waiting for a miracle, touching him, touching him, touching him, touching him, touching him. Right. And they're just standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. They just keep touching him. They just keep following and touching, following and touching, but nothing happens. And here comes this woman with the issue of blood, recognizing where she's been at, right? She knows where she's been. She has spent everything on doctors, right? She has done everything she can do to try to figure it out. Nothing's working. Except one thing. She reaches and touches Jesus. She touches technically The tassels, right? The tassels on his garment. Right. Which to some would say that's significant. It depends on on how you're looking at it. She touches Jesus. Now, of all those people, she gets healed. Yeah. The Lord was showing me recognition of reality is not faith. I think we have lots of people in our culture who know what Jesus can do. And they even spend time with Jesus, trying to touch Jesus, but not actually expressing real faith of what He will do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's no expectation. There's no expectation, and and there's and there's and there's like because I think I think in it, and it, this is how it relates to what Caleb went through. Caleb took a stand. To say, not in my house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think, I think what takes place is we don't take a stand, we accept things in our life and say, This must be the Lord. Because He must have allowed it to happen. Right, right. And so what happens is we accept, I believe that the church accepts too much into their lives instead of going to God in faith mm-hmm. and declaring what God will do. So we accept all these things in our life like we accept all these issues and then we say, this must be from the Lord and and in our recognition of reality, we declare that to be our faith.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, people who hear a diagnosis will, say they accept it and they might even say it's god's will baloney (laughs) how many people did jesus walk up to and say you know i'm not going to heal you i'm going to heal this person i'm not going to heal you no is there anybody he didn't heal he healed everybody it's not god's will for you to get sick it's
0: what you've accepted so yeah i'm with you on that one robert that was, that was the difference between the woman and everybody else. She had an expectation. Yeah. And the, and, and I'll carry this a step further. There's what we see with our, our physical eyes and what we should be seeing with our spiritual eyes. And the church, to, to your point, Robert, the American church at least misses this because we uh, most of us do. We're mm-hmm. looking at things with our, our physical eyes. And it, and and that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be looking at things with our spiritual eyes. We're supposed to be not denying the physical, but also not, to your point, accepting the physical. We're not supposed right. to be welcoming in everything we see in the physical. Right. We're supposed to be yeah. rejecting it, rebuking
2: it. And I think it's I think it's just we we live in our life, and we we really do not understand that there are principles of the kingdom. Mm-hmm that we're to live by, Mm -hmm. that that we are literally to shape our life with. And so what happens is we spend lots of time touching Jesus, right? Nothing's happening. We're touching Jesus. And we make the assumption God doesn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And, and And I think that that's just the wrong assumption. And I think it's just the wrong thing. How many times do we see this? When in reality, we're just accepting some things as reality that God never wanted to be reality in our life. Mm -hmm. and and he's asking us i think to have faith yeah but you but you have to you have to have this faith that moves forward with um uh just with no doubt like this this you know this this faith that says i'm going to touch jesus and i will be healed yeah Mm -hmm. and i and i just think the church has accepted too many things now, I'm, I'm going to defend my son here because I've heard this statement too many times. And I'm going to tell you this is one of the worst statements I hear out of out of religious people, out of religious church people. Now, you might get some hate mail for this. Uh, you know, People are going <laughs> to comment on YouTube for this. I've heard this too many times. Don't be so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. I'm going to ask you a question. What does that even mean? (laughs) Maybe you're so earthly minded, you're no heavenly good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: And the the problem is that I want you to walk up to Jesus and I want you to look at Jesus in the face. And I want you to say that statement to him. (laughs) And what would his response be? This is the same guy that said everything we need, God will supply. That you're not even supposed to seek after them because he's going to supply it. He said, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. Jesus dies on a cross with the whole intention of saving the world from a spiritual condition. Yep. Mm -hmm. That statement, and I'm defending my son on this because I know he's probably heard this from several people. That statement is a statement that lacks complete faith. Mm -hmm. The reason the church, I'm going to go out on a limb, I'm going to suggest this. Okay, this is my opinion on this. The reason the church makes that statement or people I know make that statement, it's a justification for their own lack of faith and sin in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's one of the worst statements we can make. Mm. And most of the time, people I see that make that statement, aren't living for the Lord that they don't, they, they're not, they're not fully bought into what Jesus wants to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, and and there's a, uh, there's a,
0: (laughs) there's a delicate balance in the, in the fact that, you know, some people also kind of carrying this a step further, they think that they can serve their way into favor with God, you know? Oh yeah. Um, And, and that's, that's tough. That's not the way it really is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. but then there's some people do we got to be careful too on the on the other side of this because there's some people that's their their nose is in the Bible so much that they don't even understand what's going on with the people around them.
1: <laughs> the people
0: around them are hurting. the people yeah. around them need uh ministered to the people around them need prayer prayed for the people around them need a little bit we need to be serving the Lord a little bit but there's a lot of people out there walking around with their nose in the Bible. And so uh, I'm going to play a little bit. I don't want to use the word devil's advocate, but <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we can't have. We at the same time, we can't have our nose so much in the Bible that we don't see that there's people around us that need ministered to because we're also called to cast out demons and heal the sick. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I think that's the key. When we say people with their nose in the Bible, I think I think we're f- referring to a religious crowd who bases their relationship on God with either knowledge, you know, things things that aren't based on grace and faith, right? It's right. things that are based on either my knowledge of the word or my service to God, things of this nature, when in reality, because look, I mean, look, you've got to go to scripture. You've got to know it really well. God warned us to know what his word says, Right. But the more I find that I know God's word, the more I want to love on people and what and it transforms me to have these relationships. So, yeah, I think I think that's a I think what happens is we're governed by our relationship and that relationship is going to lead you to the word. It's going to do those kind of things. It's going to lead you to live by by the word. Right. That, But it's it's certainly going to lead you to love people. Right. Like Paul Paul tells us that in like first Corinthians 13. You can have all the spiritual gifts you want, but you gotta, if you don't have love, it doesn't mean anything, right? Right, right. And so, yeah, I think, I think those are the extremes, right? Those are those extremes that we see in life that just wow, like we go, wait a second, that's not right either. Let
1: me tell you guys something I heard today that is real fitting for this conversation. Um, as you can see, my background's a little bit different. I'm at my brother's house and, um, went to the Uh, conference today for the Global Methodist Church, the convening, yeah, convening conference. Anyway, um, one of the speakers talked about the ABCs, and he said, A is antecedent, what is the cause, you know, um, people say all the time, the devil made me do it, okay, that's an antecedent, there's something that causes something to happen, and then he jumps to C, and he says, that's consequence, what's the result of A? You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times we just go from A to C and we skip B. B is our beliefs. And somebody, two people can be influenced by A and have two different C's. And he gave a perfect yeah. example. He said that um, his he knows somebody who lives in California, who they went, he and his wife, this guy and his wife went to get ice cream one time. And so they're standing in line to get ice cream. And Tom Cruise walks up and that's the a Tom Cruise is the a the antecedent. This is the cause. Now there are consequences of what happened but the beliefs are what led to that. So his belief this man's belief was man Tom Cruise is a lot shorter than I imagined he was. (laughs) Okay and his wife had different beliefs. She's practically drooling over the guy. Okay so um he wants to crack a joke about tom cruise's height and his wife kind of sees you know she can read his expression and she's like you be nice so they get their ice cream they walk away and he's eating his ice cream and his wife looks around and she goes where's my ice cream and so she goes back into the store and she flags down somebody at the counter and tom cruise is standing there and getting his and She says, I I don't know what happened, but I never got my ice cream cone. Tom Cruise turns around and says, ma'am, you put it in your purse. (laughs) So you see the different consequences from the same action. And it's all about the beliefs. So I think that's very fitting for what you're saying, Robert, that we can all be exposed by, okay, Jesus is walking through the crowd. The consequence was somebody was healed. There's all kinds of people touching him. And the disciples said, hey, what do you mean, Master? Everybody's pushing in on you. Anybody could have touched you. But what
0: kind of beliefs did they
1: have? Where that woman had That's the right. belief that she was going to be healed.
0: It's an insulator. You know, I, I, I heard um, a teaching about this recently, and I don't even remember he was talking about it. We can we can actually stop the word of God because of our unbelief. Oh, and no. our lack, oh You no. know, yeah. It's like,
2: yeah. It's like
0: it. It's like the the covering on an electrical wire. You can you can take your hand and wrap it around uh, the 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 cord that provides the power for an electric heater or your television or something, and you won't get shocked. Why? Because there's an insulator. Well, God's power. We have the we we have the if if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have the resurrection power of Jesus in you, and you know what. There's an insulator, and and you know I, I've been battling you know health issues, illness, and I've been studying on healing for a, a year or more. And you know what? There's an insulator that God's working on. There's an insulator between mm-hmm. the resurrection power of Jesus and that that sickness, and and most most Christians have it, and and we don't. We God's got to work with us to get rid of it.
2: That's it. I think I think too, like, think about this, like, because we also assume things remember now when God does these things, He will do it, but it will be on His time frame. Right. Mm-hmm. This woman was in this situation for 12 years. hmm Yeah. But at that did not deter her from going to the one who could heal her. Mm-hmm. And she was, I mean, she had spent her money on it. She had a desire for it. Like it was all there, right? Everything that we would do today, 12 years it took, mm-hmm. but she was healed. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think to your point, the insulator unbelief, I think, I think we have to read the word of God and go, okay, if God said he will do this and I believe it, but have not seen the results of that. Mm-hmm. Then what is happening in between? That's either causing this. Is there is there a form of unbelief I'm having, right? Is mm-hmm. there a situation, or is there just timing in this? Mm-hmm. Right, I was reading a powerful scripture today. Uh, just, just powerful. But in Second Corinthians chapter one, uh, Paul actually says, but well, I don't know why we missed this thing. But it's it's just so powerful. Paul says, we were under, and this is what he's telling the Corinthians, right? It's like, we were under such pressure in Asia, probably Asia Minor. He's Mm -hmm. like, we were under such pressure there, such a terrible place there that we, um, he actually says, he says that they were suffering to the place that they wanted to be dead. Mm. It It was a very bad place of suffering for them but they're not dead. <laughs> right? And he says, "But God delivered us. He rescued us from the dead." Right? He even said, "In our soul, we were we already counted a death sentence." Like I mean, they were already there, right? They were suffering greatly. God delivered them in the proper time. Mm-hmm. And then but this is the beautiful part. He says, "But in the suffering, we were encouraged So that when you go through the same suffering, you will be encouraged by what we went through. Mm -hmm. And so there's this there's this understanding that as believers, we have a great power that when we go through suffering, we don't do it without encouragement from the Lord. And we certainly don't do it without encouragement from each other. Mm -hmm. The problem is many of us are going to suffer in silence. And so you don't get the encouragement because in our world, it's a lack of faith, right? If you're suffering, uh, you, you just didn't have faith. And the situation is that's not true, right? Suffering is part of the life we're in. And so we need we need God's deliverance, in that which he will do. But all that encouragement and healing and deliverance that he's going to do comes at his time. In the meantime, we must be encouraged by what we see, what we read, and what we who others we talk to.
0: uh oh Phil, you went silent. You went silent, Phil. You're you're on mute. Well, while while Phil's trying to unmute himself, I I'm going to chip in and say I heard a teaching today by a man named Mike Cash. Yesterday, I think actually it was. He said, and it was titled "What Are You Waiting For." and and what he means by what are you waiting for is if it's promised in God's word it's a promise and 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 it's a spiritual law so when God says that he's going to do something for us whatever it is we have to just believe it and and if and we have to stand in belief of it and it, and he said by the way what are you waiting for and what he means is that it's not that you're going to see the physical uh manifestation of it pop right into your hand right at five seconds from now necessarily but what it means is why are we waiting to believe and so many of us are, mm. are we, miss, we miss the mark on that we miss it it's like we just we just we bypass that you know and and it's yeah. like what are we waiting for you're back phil i can hear I'm you back
1: yeah yeah i had um, i have the microphone sitting I'm just not, this isn't my normal setup, so I, I must have accidentally bumped the mute button there. But anyway, yes, that, that's great, Chad. But um, what I think what I'm about to say kind of maybe goes along with that, but I'm going to cause us some more hate mail <laughs> with this next statement, okay? I think that one of the biggest problems we have in Christianity today is the sinner's prayer we say say this prayer everything will be great no, no no that's not what the bible teaches okay i understand say the prayer yeah that's that's very good for helping someone understand that you need a savior but see jesus didn't just die for our sins to be forgiven he died for our restoration complete restoration of everything healing your sins are gone. You Renew your mind. It's everything. It's not just, okay, I said the sinner's prayer. I'm a sinner. I need you, Lord. Where's the follow-up? How do you make a disciple out of the sinner's prayer? Yeah. And I'm all for evangelism. Don't get me wrong. Don't take me the wrong way. Don't send me the hate mail. But if you're only going to teach someone to say the sinner's prayer and leave it at that, it's going to be, it's like the... Seeds that are planted among the rocks. As soon as there's problems, you're going to sprout up, but you're going to dry up. It was the yeah. rocks right? Yeah, or the thorns choking you out, or whichever one it is. In the parable of the sower and the seed.
2: Yeah, it's, well, I mean, yeah, you've got right. You've got the shallow, the shallow soil because the rocks are underneath. Yeah, and yeah, you know, when persecution comes, right, they they fall away. Right, the ones right. when they worry about life, right, and get choked out so many churches
1: are so interested in numbers Mm -hmm. and I mean it's whether it's financial numbers or how many people we have in church on Sunday I wish we didn't even count Mm -hmm. I could look out and see how many people are missing or or, are there and you know I don't need to know if we had 45 or 80 or what and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I wish we could get our church to stop counting, honestly, but I don't know if we'll ever get to do that. But my point is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Everybody's always saying, "We get what are we going to do to get more people in? How about let's teach the people that we have how mm-hmm. to be a disciple and then let the Lord bring them to us, because the Lord's yeah. not going to bring somebody to church if you're not preaching the gospel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. discipling them. Yep. Stagnant, yeah. it's stagnant, you're not preaching the gospel. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's the same with this Uplift program. We've we've said when we first started this, when it was you and Ian, you know, God specifically said, don't worry about the numbers. Right, exactly. Because, you know, the the beauty of things that live in the podcast world and YouTube world is that you don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now. Somebody might be the next president of the United States or who knows what. Uh, might watch something twenty years from now, and that's why we're doing this. You know, right. it's the same with the churches. Just we, we, you know, the churches have to be obedient to whatever he wants them to do, and and not sit around and try to apply our physical eyes and our physical thoughts and and our understanding to things that that are of God.
2: Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, we could we could talk about how important that is, like. A lot of times we might be focused, especially on discipleship, you know, a lot, I don't know, I don't know about how you guys feel, but sometimes I feel like if I could just have one person that just truly wanted to learn the scripture, man, how refreshing that is. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Just one person who just wants to truly just dive in and go all out. And because uh, the other times it feels like and I know this this is going to sound kind of bad, but it feels like you're throwing the pearls before swine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Like people who don't care about what you're saying are just going to trample it mm-hmm. like they have no they 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 don't have any. So there there are there is a situation where you have people who do not care about the holy or do not care about really honestly God's principles. They and, and I think that's the danger we could have too. Um, you know, again, with the whole the sinner's prayer. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand the sinner's prayer for me just kind of marks. You can mark in your life when you decided you were going to start following Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if that person is marking that part of their life, they're going, OK, I mark this. And they think that that's the place or that's the moment. When, like, they made a decision and then, like, they, the rest of their life, like, that, it doesn't matter, right? Like, this is somehow the end of something. Yeah. Not the beginning of something. Right. When they mark it as the end of something, like, phew, I said the sinner's prayer, I'm going to heaven. And they don't care about anything else that Christ is doing. It's Then you have a pearls before a swine. Mm-hmm. Or you have a situation where the the things of God are just being trampled not because not even that we recognize it. it's just it's the situation where it's just like there's the desire for christ the desire for his kingdom yeah the desire just for the lord right that's that's what we're really looking for and and whether people realize it or not that's what they're looking for right every other desire in life just pales (laughs) you know there's there's nothing that's like the lord and we think there is like, we we, right. we are so willing to trade off God for so many other things. And, and I think that's, that's a lot of times why God has a problem with us, right? Like, listen, you know, like, I love you. I am really the only thing that's going to matter, ultimately. Yeah. And you are throwing me away for what, like, what, what is it that you compare, right? That you think is is better or at this moment better so there's i think a lot of ways there's just this desire um that needs to be there and uh and we and again that's part of faith i think like you're falling in love with the lord is about you just believing you're going to believe and uh and i I think it's, it's difficult like i think we see i think we see people in america struggling with unbelief um, sometimes in certain ways even calling unbelief faith
1: yeah uh, i did that for a long time
2: yeah and it's it's just not it's not it's a misunderstanding right it's yep. a misunderstanding
1: yeah i said the sinner's prayer at age 12 but you asked me <coughs> excuse me <laughs> when did i start walking with the lord Um, started walking with him in my 20s but when did i start really believing him in my 30s when did i really understand him more in my 40s and even maybe even 50s you know it, oh, yeah. i'm not 60 yet so i can't go any higher but <laughs> but no it's it's exactly what you're saying it, it was a process and i'm thankful for that process because i never looked back but there was a time between age 12 and like 24 that 12 years i thought okay if i died and i'm going to heaven but i was living the way i wanted to yeah There was I was nowhere near close to God. Didn't even I didn't even know that Jesus was God in the flesh in that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I had said the sinner's prayer.
2: Yeah.
0: I've heard it stated before that we we don't have a lack of faith. It you know, that there's this there's this thought process that you know, well we don't have enough faith, we don't have enough faith. And and maybe that's true, but I think for the most part it's more we have more unbelief than we have lack of faith it's just because you know it's we've we accepted that Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross for us and chose to die you know it was his choice and he chose to die for us so we have that faith in him the rest is just a matter of us not believing god's word not believing his truth and not believing the spiritual laws you know you're right because Jesus told his disciples when they said,
1: Increase our faith. He said, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it's not like increase our faith. Do you have faith? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's unbelief. You're both right. It's unbelief and unbelief that we call faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we can't hear you, Robert. <laughs> oh,
0: now Robert's muted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says, I'm next.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know he can't figure out what he did. <laughs> Uh-oh. He must have bumped the mute button. Check the check the mute button in the upper right. Oh, now we got he, he's back, and we got two of him.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! It, I think <laughs> that's
1: I, uh, unique. That is very unique. Let me see if I can get rid of this
2: one. Only thing better than Robert Johnson is two Robert Johnsons. Let me tell you, that's that's a that's a. Mixture for there yeah, we go, situation right there.
1: I took care of it,
2: yeah. We don't need two of me, yeah.
0: <laughs> i tell you what, I don't, I don't believe in superstition, but I, I, if I did, I would say the whole reason that this all happened was because Robert's wearing Pittsburgh colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I, I've been waiting to say that the whole night when he jumped on. We were, we we're. Oh, no Phil and I are blabbing away, and, and and I saw you pop on, and I'm like, man, like, what is this? Is he like a Pittsburgh fan now?
2: Oh, I yeah. didn't even catch that. That's my yeah, lack we of faith.
1: A technical difficulty there, but we um, we edited that part out of the video. So, okay, uh, we're back. I, uh,
2: I was gonna say what I was gonna say about that. You were mentioning, uh, I don't, I think people often measure faith in in quantity. I think that there's a certain amount of faith.
1: Yeah, exactly. When in
2: reality, it's probably more quality. Yes. Yes. It's it's more of is your faith pure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I think I think we we keep thinking I got to have more faith. Got to have more faith. Got to have more faith. And uh, and in reality, the faith that you have just needs to be pure.
0: That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: That's
0: awesome.
1: Well, now that we have you back, we just wanted to say goodbye. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we've been going for a little while now. So we were at Chad and I were talking about that when you were gone. Right? Chad couldn't see you or you were frozen for him, but I could still see you. And I don't know if you could hear me or not, but uh, I could still see you moving. So I knew you were yeah. around, but no, anyway, can, yeah, we were saying. We were everything grayed
2: somewhere. out on me and it was like, Hey, nothing's working. I was like, "Oh, okay,
1: okay." Well, glad you got you made it back. But. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But as always, guys, a wonderful conversation tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's we're just getting better and better. You know, the Lord's leading us; we're letting Him lead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, it was a great topic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think that we'll all be here next week, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we
2: should be. So, Yeah.
1: Yep. All right, everybody. Well, have a wonderful evening, and thank you for joining in, and sorry about our little technical difficulty, but uh, it was great. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Yeah. See see you next week. Great. (laughs)